Hello everyone, this is Dr. Fred Foy Strang, and welcome to another episode of Moment for Mission. Today I'm going to be sharing the first part of a several segment long series titled, Your Mission in Times of Uncertainty. And I'm really glad that you're joining me today. But first, it's time for a Fred Foy fact. My wife Cecily and I are just back from a time on the mountaintop, literally, not figuratively. We're blessed to own a small property on the top of a mountain in the Appalachians with a one-room, off-grid log cabin, gorgeous mountain views of three states, and quiet and peacefulness all around. Now, we have painstakingly renovated that once dilapidated hulk into a cozy and peaceful place of respite. It's a chore to even get there from our current living location, and especially winding up the final very, very steep, very rough old logging road to the tip top. But when you finally arrive, oh man, wow. We love being up there. The peace, the serenity is just so refreshing. Do you have a peaceful place? I'm recording this podcast as our world is facing a terrible global pandemic with the unrelenting spread of the COVID-19 virus. These are certainly trying times with the reality of the coronavirus impact being played out daily on our news feeds. Now, I'm praying for all our world leaders and for those suffering illness and loss of life. I'm doing what I can to serve others while I am avoiding non-essential face-to-face contacts. And even then, I'm keeping my distance. As we are seeing in this current pandemic, Often a crisis can send us into a seemingly unrecoverable tailspin. I'm sure that you can think of various personal or even business crises that have occurred in your past, and I bet some of those memories and emotions that even thinking about those things bring up are unpleasant. If you've been a regular listener to the Moment for Mission podcast, you'll know that I'm an ordained Presbyterian minister. In the past 35 years or so of ordained ministry, I've had the honor to journey with people in many contexts and many cultures through personal life crises. Maybe you too have known someone who might have received that dire diagnosis of health. Or have you seen that person whose hope for a future has gone because of circumstances that were way beyond their control? Or do you know folks who work paycheck to paycheck and then have suffered an injury or a layoff? What about losing a beloved spouse who has been a partner for decades? Can you imagine losing a child? How about losing two of your children? Can you imagine 
how your world would stop if someone in your immediate family was a victim of a homicide or suicide. When crises come, our own personal and familial world changes, and it changes radically. Our world is rocked, and we are left reeling and sometimes wondering if there will even be a tomorrow. Do you remember that poignant scene in Tom Hanks' movie Sleepless in Seattle when his character Sam Baldwin is reflecting on the loss of his precious spouse and is asked, what's he going to do? Well, Sam replies, well, I'm going to get out of bed every morning, breathe in and out all day long. And then after a while, I won't have to remind myself to get out of bed every morning and breathe in and out. You see, crises change everything. I'm in contact with some friends in various places in the world, and this current global pandemic is a situation that has almost everyone simply stopped in their tracks. So, what about our mission? What happens to our vision in times of crisis? With so much uncertainty, how do I even function? One thing that is clear today is that things are different now and will likely be different for many days and months to come. So, we will have to try to sort out our responses, both personally and professionally, in the best ways we can as we're able. I believe that what we're experiencing, what we're seeing transpiring before our eyes, is a global paradigm shift. Now, a paradigm shift is a fundamental change in our approach or our underlying assumptions. What is often true about such a huge shift is that it sends everyone back to go. We all go back to the beginning. It's like 52 pickup and the cards are reshuffled, or the drawing on our etch-a-sketch is turned over and shaken and erased, or our drink of the last bit of that precious wine is spilled and the last glass is broken. Do you remember the movie Apollo 13? The task of cleaning the rapidly deteriorating air in the space capsule of deadly CO2 presented itself as a huge, even insurmountable problem. The folks at NASA had to throw out all their assumption and their ways that they normally did things. They had to save these astronauts' lives, and they only had a short time to come up with a solution. The existing, well-planned, meticulously engineered systems to filter the air on the spacecraft were now inadequate. So, what could they do? What did they do? Well, I love that scene. They, they threw out the rule book. They brought in boxes of all the stuff that was available for use in that damaged spacecraft. 
and they dumped it out on a big table with a dozen super smart brainiacs, engineers, and others who were gathered around, and they figured out using that stuff how to make an air scrubber, albeit unconventional, but an air scrubber that worked and saved the lives of the crew. And that instance, by the way, changed a number of vital safety protocols that are used in human spaceflight to this day. You see, a paradigm shift changes everything. The rules are different. The larger purposes become clearer, and our responses during the times of such societal shifts become key to whether or not we'll be able to navigate a new way of life that will present itself. We may feel we are reeling in what Alvin Toffler coined future shock, that premature arrival of the future right now. But we need not be reduced to despair and despondency. We have an opportunity before us to figure out how our mission and vision for ourselves, for our families and friends, our businesses, our churches, our communities, will be different. Perhaps they'll even be better going forward. Today, as so many in the world are quarantined, I I want to offer just a few ideas for navigating this paradigm shift in the realm of our personal lives. And I'll follow up with this same theme next week with another idea or two. For so many in the world, busyness and activity are the marks of our lives. We go, go, go to work or school or golf or bridge club or the gym or market or the coffee shop or the bar or the disco or the sports pitch. So many folks are geared toward active lifestyles and connecting and interacting with others. And certainly that can be a good thing. You may remember, or you may can go back and listen to episode 11 in Moment for Mission, where I spoke about being involved with others in your mission, and how community can be an excellent thing for the furtherance of our mission and vision. For many of us, we're simply not accustomed to being alone, to being quiet, to being still. We're always go, go, go. And now, all of a sudden, without much warning, the brakes have been hit and we're at a dead, still stop. Now what? I was an English literature major in my undergraduate studies and I enjoyed reading many great writers. One of my favorite books is Henry David Thoreau's Walden. Thoreau writes of his time in the simple living at Walden Pond. I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, to front only the essential facts of life and see if I could not learn what it had to teach and not, when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. I did not wish to live what was not life. Living is so dear. Nor did I wish to practice resignation unless it was quite necessary. I wanted to live deep, to suck out all the marrow of life, to live so sturdily and spartan-like as to put to rout all that was not life 
and to cut a broad swath and shave close, to drive life into a corner and reduce it to its lowest terms. And if it proved to be mean, why then to get the whole and genuine meanness of it and publish its meanness to the world, or if it were sublime, to know it by experience and be able to give a true account of it in my next excursion. I want to suggest that even in the midst of the challenges all around us, there are opportunities for growth and for goodness, and perhaps for a reevaluation of your mission and your vision. The other day, my granddaughter was running around in our grassy yard enjoying the sunshine and the fresh air. I noticed her take a break and stretch out on one of our patio loungers. She lay there for a long time looking up, resting, watching, breathing deeply of the fresh air, enjoying the cool breeze on her soft skin, content and peaceful. After a while, she noticed that I was looking at her, and she and her developing vocabulary pointed to the sky and smiled at me and simply said, clouds. There's a great deal of wisdom to be gleaned from that little one. When is the last time that I looked, really looked, at the clouds? Today, can you give yourself both the time and the permission to be still? Can you take time for yourself to pause, not to think about anything, to try to erase the worries from your mind for just a short moment? The psalmist tells us to be still and know that I am God. A good word for today. In my faith tradition, there's been a long-honored practice of meditation, a purpose time of stillness before our Creator. So let me suggest taking this advice. Try this simple practice today. Find a quiet place. Close your eyes. Take a cycle of 10 deep breaths. Now on another cycle of breathing, put these sentences into your mind on the exhale of your breath. And for me, it's a prayer, so I put, O oh Lord, on the end of the sentences. Think something like this. I breathe out my anxiety, O oh Lord. And on the inhale, I receive your peace, O oh Christ. And on another cycle, as you exhale, I rid myself of fear great God. And on the inhale, I receive the assurance and comfort of your Holy Spirit. Now do this kind of purposeful cleansing breathing for a while, as long as you feel comfortable. And then take a few more non-thinking breaths and open your eyes. I'm going to do this exercise myself today, and I hope many days during this time of sequestration. Join me. Let me know what you think. Now, of course, you can leave off the references to deity if you like. General meditation has great benefits. 
However, since I am suggesting that these days are days of a paradigm shift, it might be a good time to ponder anew some of these larger questions of life. I'm happy to chat online with anyone about this or any of our topics on the Moment for Mission podcast. Fred Voistrang at momentformission.com or leave me a voice message, 772-882-7200. So for today, when we see that literally the entire world has slowed down, you too can take a moment for mission. Take that for yourself. Slow your racing mind and heart Take time for yourself to be still, to meditate, to rest, and as you do, your mind will be renewed such that you can better see how you will navigate the changing paths that are coming before you. This is Dr. Fred Foistrang. Thanks for joining me, and have a great day.